0: Chapter 23 of A Short History of Wales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michael Fascio. A Short History of Wales by Owen M. Edwards. Chapter 23 Education. The chief feature of the history of Wales during the 18th and 19th centuries is the growth of a system of education. The most democratic, the most perfect and the most efficient method is still that of the sunday school it was well established before the death of charles of bala whose name is most closely connected with it in eighteen fourteen it soon became and it still remains a school for the whole people from children to patriarchs its language is that of its district its teachers are selected for efficiency they are easily shifted to the classes which they can teach best and, if not successful, they go back willingly to the teacher's class, where all are equal. The reputation of a good Sunday school teacher is still the highest degree that can be won in Wales. Plentiful textbooks of high merit and an elaborate system of oral and written examinations mark the last stage in its development. The literary meeting is a kind of secular Sunday school. The rules of alliterative poetry and the study of Welsh literature and history, and sometimes of more general knowledge, take the place of the study of Jewish history and psalm and gospel. The literary meetings feed the Eisteddfod. The Eisteddfod passed through the same phases as the nation. It was an aspect of the court of the prince during the Middle Ages. In Tudor times it was used partly to please the people, but chiefly to regulate the bards by forcing them to qualify for a degree, a sure method of moderating their patriotism and of diminishing their number. In modern times, the ice theft foot is a great democratic meeting and it is the most characteristic of all welsh institutions its chairing of the bards is an ancient ceremony its Gorsedd of bards is probably modern but the people themselves still remain the judges of poetry they care very little whether a poet has won a chair or not while a Gorsedd degree probably does him more harm than good Elementary education, in its modern sense, began with the circulating schools of Griffith-Jones, of Landover, in 1730. They were exceedingly successful because the instruction was given in Welsh, and they stopped after teaching 150,000 to read, not because there was no demand for them, but on account of a dispute about their endowments in 1779. Eighteen years after Griffith-Jones' death. They were followed by voluntary schools, very often kept by illiterate teachers. Between 1846 and 1848, two organizations, the Welsh Education Committee and the Cambrian Society, were formed, and they developed, respectively, the National Schools and the British Schools. After the Education Act of 1870, the schools became voluntary or board. Education gradually became compulsory and free, and in 1902 an attempt was made to give the whole system a unity and to connect it with the ordinary system of local government. The training of teachers became a matter of the highest importance. In 1846, a college for this purpose was established at Brecon, and then removed to Swansea. From 1848 to 1862, colleges were established at Carmarthen, Carnivon, and Bangor. The history of secondary education is longer. It was served, after the dissolution of the monasteries, by endowed schools, like that of the friars at Bangor, and by proprietary schools. By the Education Act of 1889, a complete system of secondary schools under popular control was established. Two of the endowed schools still remain, Brecon, founded by the Religionists of the Reformation, and Lundoveri, the Welsh school founded by a patriot of modern times. It was principally for the Ministry of Religion that secondary schools and colleges were first established. Schools were founded in many districts, and important colleges at Lampeter degree granting Carmarthen, brecon bala trevecca pontypool langolan haverford west many of these schools have a long history higher education had been the dream of many centuries owen glendower had thought of establishing two new universities at the beginning of the period of the revival of letters among his supporters were many of the welsh students who led in the great faction fights of medieval oxford oliver cromwell and richard baxter had thought of welsh higher education but nothing was done in the eighteenth century and in the nineteenth until eighteen seventy the test act shut the doors of the old universities to most welshmen the new university of london did not teach it only examined the scotch universities to which welsh students crowded were very far in eighteen seventy two chiefly through the exertions of sir hugh owen the University College of Wales was opened at Aberystwyth, and maintained for ten years by support from the people. The government helped, and two new colleges were added, the University College of South Wales at Cardiff in 1883 and the University College of North Wales at Bangor in 1884. In 1893, Queen Victoria gave a charter which formed the three colleges into the University of Wales, Lord Aberdare, its first chancellor, lived to see it in thorough working order. On Lord Aberdare's death, the Prince of Wales was elected chancellor in 1896, and when he ascended the throne in 1901, the present Prince of Wales became chancellor. The tendency of the whole system of Welsh education is towards greater unity. There is a dual government of the secondary schools and of the colleges, the one by the central board and the other by the university court, a historical accident which is now a blemish on the system the training colleges are still outside the university but they are gravitating rapidly towards it the theological colleges are necessarily independent but the university offers their students a course in arts so that they can specialize on theology and its kindred subjects the ideal system is an efficient and patriotic university regulating the whole work of the secondary and elementary schools Guided by the willingness of the county councils or of an education authority appointed by them to provide means. The rise of the educational system is the most striking and the most interesting chapter in Welsh history. But the facts are so numerous and the development is so sudden that, in spite of one, it becomes a mere list of acts and dates. End of chapter twenty three.